How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Wiretap Episode 2. Um, I just recorded the last episode uh, like a few days ago, so it feels weird to be back because not a lot has happened, but I went to a concert last night. kind of wanted to debrief on that and just talk about my experience, what I'm thinking the day after and everything because it's so I'm, so many thoughts going through my head um, today's Saturday October 8th I think concert was last night October 7th the band is well it's just a guy Alex G <clears throat> and I've kind of liked him for a while right but it, it hasn't been until recently that I've gotten really into him and um Kind of like I was talking about in episode one, he has become one of the artists who I am, I feel like I'm obsessed with. Like, I just listen to him a lot. Um, This could be a normal thing. This could just be something everybody does, but it's like, I don't know. I listen to a lot of Alex G and, like, look up a lot of Alex G stuff. Um... And I've been just writing so much stuff like him lately, I feel like, but like him in my own way. Um, So when I knew he was coming to town, I was like, okay, I got to go. Immediately have to go. And um, let me just cut to the main thing I've been thinking about since the show last night. So in the first episode... I talked about not really being interested in um, like playing melodramatic, like my band's music live. But, dude, immediately as soon as I got onto the venue last night, I was like, holy shit, I want to do this so bad. Like, I want to be on that stage. And be playing my own songs. Like, I kept visualizing myself on the stage in front of everybody playing my own songs. Um, the lights, like, different parts of songs I've written and, like, the lights of the show, like, going off at certain parts of my songs. And I was just like, oh, it would be so cool. And so... <laughs> This idea that I've come to where I'm like not interested in playing live shows was immediately thrown out the window in an instant. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what to think anymore. And I don't know if it's because of my, my ego. Is it my ego where I'm like, it's like some kind of um, like power thing where... Like, you just want to be in, like, or fame thing, right? So it's like, maybe I just want to be in front of all these people and they're, like, showing me a bunch of love. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's something like that. Um, but I, I just know, like, I was, I went by myself, so I was kind of nervous about being there alone and, like, I have, like, panic attack issues. Not as much as, like, I did in the past, but it's still... There were a couple points during the show where I was like... <clears throat> I was like, 
do I need to leave? <laughs> you know, like I was just getting paranoid that I was going to pass out in the middle of all these people or something. Um, but as soon as I got more comfortable and like towards the end of the show, I was like getting into it and like dancing. Everybody around me was dancing and I was just like, oh my God, imagine, imagine if I was playing my own songs and like I was on stage and there were all these people just like loving my stuff. I want to know what part of me wants that. Is it like a greedy part or is it truly, is it something that's like good because <laughs> I feel ashamed of it. Let me just say that. Me wanting to be up there with people like singing the songs back to me, I feel ashamed of because it's like everybody who writes music wants that. It's not like a new or like rare thing to want, right? Um, and you just, you hear of people saying like, I, I dream of a world or I dream of a time when I can be singing my songs with thousands of people streaming it back to me. And it's such like a cliche thing, right? <clears throat> and I feel like it's a, it's a, a sad thing to think because for most people that will never, ever happen, right? Like most artists that will never happen. Um, so... I don't know, but maybe maybe me wanting that is just me believing in myself, believing in my music. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway, um, I've just been thinking about that all day, about how, how weird it is that I'd come to these conclusions. I'd come to the conclusion that, yeah, of course, I don't want to play in front of people the nerves would get the best of me. I'd probably ruin it because I'd forget my own lyrics somehow out of nervousness, I'm sure. Or I couldn't deal with the asshole people in the crowd uh, like yelling stuff at me and I'd just be like, fuck you and get angry or just like go off stage and be like, fuck it, I'm not playing the show anymore. Or, um, <clears throat> I mean, getting to that point anyway is so incredibly hard and challenging to do, especially for like me, who I don't think I I don't think I really have anything special in terms of my voice or my songwriting. You know, like everything's been written before, every type of music's been written before. So the only thing that different differentiates you as an artist is your voice. Mine isn't mine, and the way I sing isn't very special so I'm just I don't know I'd come to these conclusions I'd thought about this a lot it may not be apparent but I, I have I've thought about this a lot <clears throat> and I determined I don't want to play live shows ever and as soon as I walked in last night, I was like, I want to do this more than anything. I want to be on that stage. And it's so funny because I this has happened before too, right? Like me and one of my friends, Dexter, we went to this show 
this band I used to like called the Front Bottoms. We went to the show like several years ago. It was probably like 2016 or something, honestly. But I remember we were up front and just you could feel the energy in the room. And in the middle of one of the songs, I remember turning to him and saying, dude, we're going to be playing on that stage one day. And um, I think about that a lot because I feel bad to have given up that dream. I feel like I've failed myself, but like I've told myself, yeah, I don't want to play in front of people and getting to that point is so hard anyway, Um, especially today. And I've got so many other priorities. It's like I could just, it's just like impossible. I feel like you just have to have the right connections. I don't have that. And, um, yeah, it's just like as soon as you walk into that room, the energy hits you. It's like so – It, I mean, this is such a cliche thing to say, but it's like you can listen to music all you want. But when you're actually in there feeling like the bass drum, like hitting your chest, and you can hear all the instruments, and you see the people who actually made the music like right in front of you in the same room as you, then it's like so – it's so different it's um it's it's more inspiring than like anything I've ever experienced, right? Um even and I even noticed this with the opening acts. I, I don't I don't even know I didn't even know the band or anything. And honestly, I didn't particular it's not even like my kind of music. But just seeing them on stage, they have their own thing they're doing, like they have their own like it was these four girls, and they were like coordinated, like doing dances with each of the songs, and like that's their own take on their performance, like entertaining. And I was just like, "Oh, this is so inspiring! Like this is I've, I've never seen anything like this before." Um, it's like, I mean, people don't get me wrong; like people have done like choreography and dancing for so long but it was just like these smaller bands and like the small venue that's normally something especially like with this genre of music I feel like that's something you just don't really see right they were like you could tell like as soon as I started doing the dancing everybody was like looking around like what the fuck is happening but they did it for every single song they memorized dances to all of these songs for like 45 minutes and at the end I was like I would never do this, but this is so inspiring. They worked real. You can tell they worked really hard on memorizing all this. This is so fucking cool. Um, and I mean, who knows? I'll, I might like listen to, there were some songs that I actually genuinely did like, but I may never listen to them again, but seeing them in front of me, feeling that energy in the room was so inspiring like before the band I went to see even came out, I was like, I want to do this so bad. The the only thing I could think last night was I don't even care about playing my own music live. That would be like peak, like coolest, like that that would be the dream, right? But I was also thinking, huh. I wouldn't even mind, like, not playing my music. I would, like, I just want to play in front of any size crowd, right? 
play like guitar or or anything. And I don't even know what it is because it's like would that would that be fulfilling to me playing somebody else's songs live? I want to say yes, like while I'm writing my own, but I mean, I don't know. It's like maybe maybe there's just some kind of high you get from being in a room with all that energy. Because it's it's like I think about it now and I'm like playing somebody else's songs every night for a long time. You know, maybe it would be fun at first, but maybe over time that would get that that would take like a big toll on me because I would want to play my own songs at the end of the day. And I'm sure that's how a ton of musicians feel. Every music musician that's in a band probably has written their own stuff, right? And would much rather be playing that, but it, they're just not as popular, right? So, I don't know. This just this just brings me to another question of Okay, say I want you know, like I'm going to pour all of my effort into making this happen, making me playing in front of any crowd possible, okay? How would I do that? I'm not going to play small shows. Like I've said I said in the last episode, I don't think that's worth it. I know that's where so many people start, and who knows, I might be being I might be just a dumbass ignoring that as a possibility. Maybe that is truly one of the only ways to make it happen, to build an audience and make that happen, but it just doesn't seem worth it. Um Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can learn so much through doing that, like learn which of your songs people truly like and like which songs are just like inherently good, good songs. But at the end of the day, I mean, I feel like you could just be so easily be wasting your time. Um, You could play like 10 shows and nobody notice you. And it's just like, okay, well, you just spent days of work you know each of those shows probably took hours in preparation and then for 10 shows that was is like literal days of work for nothing for zero i mean you have you what do you gain experience playing in front of people okay um but how valuable is that if you gain nothing else i mean I don't know. I don't know. See, and that's the thing. People would say, and, and I would agree that in like 2022, um, TikTok and promoting yourself on TikTok is probably the quickest way to gain any type of notoriety or following. Um, just because... <coughs> oh, God. Choking. Um, just because... 
the way TikTok is set up, it's like you're more likely to get seen there more easily and more people to follow you if they think you're good, right? But what do I post? I, I don't know. And maybe this is something I need to start doing. Maybe I need to start posting because I have a melodramatic melodramatic is my band name I have a melodramatic TikTok but I don't I mean I don't know what to post on it maybe I just need to start throwing stuff out there and experimenting with what gets like a good reception because I mean there's kind of like low effort and low stakes for posting a TikTok right like doesn't take a lot of time to throw a TikTok together and if it doesn't get many views so what there's no like negative repercussion the time you sunk into it is like the only cost and there's there isn't much time that goes into it so maybe I need to consistently post on the melodramatic TikTok but see it's like for my type of music this is something I'm going to have to brainstorm and maybe figure out what to post because for my type of music, like I was saying, what would capture somebody's attention quick enough, hold their attention, and then in the end make them want to listen more, right? How do you convert someone who's just scrolling into someone who's eagerly awaiting, like, more music, or just flat out, like, will listen to more of your music. Um, That is incredibly hard to do, I feel like. Getting someone who's there just for entertainment and, like, scrolling to be like, I like this music, I want more. And then through their own means, like, go, go listen to more. How, and and to figure that out, I I often think to myself, what would get me to stop scrolling on TikTok and go off and listen to more music? Um, Sometimes I'll see people like playing a cover of a song just like on their bathroom floor or something. And it just sounds really interesting and good. And I'm like, I want to hear more from this. That's definitely happened in the past like two weeks. Um... But what else? Because, I, you know, going back to that idea of me, I don't really have anything special. Which this isn't, this isn't me, like, dogging on myself. This is just me being... This is just me looking at myself, trying to be unbiased, and being real, right? I don't have anything special. Just putting that out there. The only thing that I would even think would be special is... I think the type of music I make and the ideas I have are what makes me valuable, right? And and this isn't saying I'm the only one with these ideas. I just want to say that. I know there are tons, there are thousands more people that are better musicians than me, have a better voice than me, have better ideas than me, and have more of a drive to create things than me. But... What puts me, the attribute about me that puts me in front of the most people, like if you categorize people 
in terms of like who's the most driven, who has the best voice. Um, I rank the highest in terms of my ideas, I think. And I think that actually makes me <clears throat> very valuable because I've seen a lot of people with great voices and they have like a great drive to like just make music. But their ideas at the end of the day are just like, this isn't inspiring. This isn't that creative, I feel like. And I'm tr- I, I don't think it's like tooting my own horn or being like <clears throat> cocky to say that I think my ideas are genuinely like creative and inspiring, at least to me. And I think that's all you really need, right? Um, and I hate that I keep having to say this, but I feel like I have to always say like, I don't think I'm the, like the best with ideas, right? There are definitely people with like so many better ideas than me, but I do think out of everything I have, my ideas are probably my main draw. Okay. Um, so... Dude, how did we even get here? <laughs> how? <laughs> Where was I even going with this? Um, oh, yes. Um, TikTok. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so what would differentiate me, like, with people scrolling? Maybe that is the thing I can focus in on, okay? My ideas of some sort. Um, I'm currently right now writing a, it's like, it's not really a comedy thing, but I'm doing it because it's just stupid and it makes me laugh to do. Um, but I do genuinely think the songs in this project are good. (laughs) Um, but it's a Western album, a Western story album called To Live and Die in Randall County. And all of the songs are like based off this cowboy, James McBride, and he loves this horse he found named Stella. And he was like lonely for so long, but he found fulfillment when he found her. And he like respects her as a being. Like he won't even ride her. Like he rides another horse and lets her be free beside him. So it's just like wholesome story about a guy who loves a horse and then there's this evil rich guy who tries to like shake James McBride down for his, all his money and then tries to take Stella and then it ends in like gun battle and stuff. And it's just the songs are so like cliche and wacky and the lyrics are kind of funny at times and it's almost like uh, a musical in a lot of ways but this in itself I feel like is something that is different and interesting this is what I mean by it's like a, a creative idea I don't know of anyone who has done like what I'm doing with this right and I'm sure it's out there I'm sure there are like plenty of examples out there of people who have done this I mean, there are similar ideas that I can think of, like Western albums alone. I mean, 
what has inspired me is like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They had a Western album. There are bands like the Ruin Brothers who they tried and capture like that 50s cowboy sound. Um, that's been an inspiration for the album. But doing what I'm doing where it's like it is almost like a musical and it's a full story and just like when you listen to the songs, it reminds me of like the characters are so exaggerated. They're almost like Disney characters in a way, I feel like. Um, I feel like that hasn't really been done by someone in my of my stature, I don't know the right word, of my like level of like where my band is. Like nobody knows of me. And hey, maybe that's why I haven't heard of any of these other albums because uh I mean, nobody's heard of my band, so I wouldn't have heard of their band. But um maybe this idea, this is something I could capitalize on and make TikToks about is like making a TikTok showing that I'm working on a western album of some sort or like playing one of the songs. And it's like the the visual thing is the hardest part of it to me, I feel like. Um, because visually, I think, I think you need something visually to capture people more than audio wise, right? So that's the thing I need to think about. And maybe, maybe I'll give an update on another episode of Wiretapped about what I've done to, to advance this a little more and like work on melodramatic um i'll come back to that something visual to add to the tiktoks um with the audio of my western stuff behind it or just talking about my western album okay here's something actually maybe i've seen tiktoks like this before that i've done really well maybe i could just make a tiktok of me saying like so I'm making a Western album, and this this is so wacky. I just got to show you guys, and then I like show some of the audio. That is just off the top of my head, so that could be such a poor idea. But is this something where I want to post at least like a TikTok every day pertaining to this, and maybe something will stick eventually, right? One has got to pop off. In a year of posting TikToks every day, one has got to do at least decently well, right? Statistically, your odds have got to be pretty good, right? I don't know. Um, But if I want any odds of making something happen, I guess that would be my best way of doing it, I feel like. Um, And this is another thing I've been thinking Maybe I'm just still on that high of being at that show last night that I'm even wanting, like, that I have this much drive for melodramatic. Because don't get me wrong, I have a lot of drive to make music and do stuff, as I talked about in the last episode. But this drive is specifically for gaining a, a fan base so that I can play live, right? It feels so dirty and wrong to strive for a fan base. But I've I've acknowledged in the past that, that that's kind of the only way that I can make 
my dreams come true, unfortunately. And as corny as that sounds, it's like, okay, I would love to play music live and make enough money off of that to live off of. Or even just make music and make enough money to live off of, right? But the only way to make that happen is if I have a fan base. There is no other way that I can have my own creative control to make my own music and make money without it being my own stuff and gaining a fan base. And... It feels dirty, man. It's like... It's like with this. I hate... I'm still trying to get into the mindset of talking like I'm talking to an audience because I feel like that is the one way to make this the best quality possible even though I just want this kind of like for myself, right? But it, it feels so dirty talking to an audience that I know isn't there that I don't necessarily want to be there. Oh, it's the same thing with music. It's like... I have to make it and market it to a community that isn't there that I want I want to be there um but it's like I don't care if it's there I mean I appreciate anyone who likes my music and supports me because that furthers me to getting to my main dream of my music being like sustainable financially sustainable for me I don't care. <laughs> God, I'm choking again. I don't care about the like fame. I I even detest any level of fame or like power that comes with gaining a fan base. Though it's like I don't I don't want that. Um. I get uncomfortable when people tell me what they like about my music, like, or anything. At the end of the day, it's like, I appreciate the good things you're saying about my music, and people offer, like, a lot of good insight into why they like my music, too, that influences how I write stuff later on. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't give a shit if you like or don't like my music, because... I like it. I'm creating songs that I would listen to and that I enjoy. And if you don't like that, then, I mean, you were never supposed to like it. You know, this was only for me to enjoy, you know? It's so it's kind of selfish, honestly. This whole idea is honestly selfish. Like, I want to make music that I like because it's music I like. <laughs> and I want to... Put it out there for people to listen to exclusively because I want to make money off it so I can live. It's like, that sounds so selfish, but you know, that, that, that's a lie. There is a part of me making music that um, Robert Snyder from Elephant Six, the uh, collaborative conglomerate Elephant Six, um... <laughs> it's such a stupid way to describe it. 
Elephant Six is just like a group of people who like they they all were friends and they all had their own like successful bands and they would all help each other with music, right? One of the founding members, Robert Snyder, of the Apples on Stereo. Um, he once said that if he could do anything to contribute to the overall like positive energy of the universe, he wanted to do that through his music and like contribute his little portion to making things more positive. And I admire that greatly, and I completely agree. That's what I want to do with Melodramatic. You know, like, I'm making it for me at the end of the day, but putting it out there and, like, pulling these songs out of my mind and building them into something that is living on its own, right? I get satisfaction just from creating that and creating a positive contribution to the universe as a whole, right? I think that is very, very valuable. Um, offsetting. Doing everything you can to offset the, the immense amounts of negativity just pumped into the world on a daily basis. I think that is so, so valuable. So, maybe, maybe it isn't as negative as I was, or um, selfish as I was first thinking of myself, but anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know if, like how long this will be drawn out for, I don't know how long um, I will want to play live this badly because this might just be my like OCD like getting just so hyper fixated and obsessed with certain things um, that happens to me so so much uh, I just get like hyper fixated on things and totally obsessed maybe that will go away with time right um and maybe that's a problem. It seems that like this this is something that I really care about, but I'm letting it slip away with time and like letting my letting my passion slip away because I mean this isn't just like a one-time thing. It's not like this happened for the first time last night. Anytime I go to a concert, this happens. Like, I went to go see one of my all-time favorite bands, Jeff Rosenstock. Um, when was it? It was, like, November of last year. Damn, was it that long ago? No, I, I want to say maybe it was more like January. I think that's... that. I don't know if you could hear my stomach grumble there, but... Um, yeah, so I went to go see him in January, and it was the same thing. As soon as I walked in there, I see all the people there. I get, I get into the crowd, and I see him come out and play. And he's playing these songs that I love so much. And I was just thinking about it for weeks, going, "I want to do that." His wife was at the merch stand. 
um, like all of his friends were in the band playing with him. And I was just like, I think about this all the time too. Like, well, after concerts, usually I think how cool would it be? One of my best friends, Seth, I, I always tell him like, you would be the merch guy. I want you to like run the merch stand. And then one of my best friends, Dexter, it's like, I would want him on stage playing with me and we would do like wacky stuff together. And, um, just that would be the dream. Uh, I, I thought of this more in high school. I feel like I went to a lot more shows in high school when I had the time and money, but, um, I used to remember just laying in bed thinking, how amazing would it be to be able to travel across the country in a van, play a show, even if it's just to a few people every night, like make it just enough money to get to the next place, and just have fun with your friends, meet a bunch of new people every night, um, and play music that you believe in. That is literally the dream. And I feel... This is like a depressing thought, but I feel like I've lost that in a way, you know? That dream is so hard to obtain. You have to have... And this is like hearkening back to what I was saying before, but like you have to have connections. I I feel like... I mean, over my experience, I mean... It definitely... Without some kind of connection, I don't know how the fuck I would do anything. Um, but you like have to have connections. You have to. You have to just have some kind of financial standing to like. I mean, if I wouldn't want to do that right now, I wouldn't be able to pay for my apartment. I can barely afford my apartment. I can barely afford food, right? So it's like. Unless I was 100% going to make enough money to pay for my apartment, pay for gas, pay for food on the road, things like that, I would not be able to like do a tour or do what my dream is, right? So, it's like, I don't know, man. It comes back to the connections thing. I don't know anybody that would be able to play with me for one. I mean, Dexter could play with me, but it, it, it's like I was saying before, I mean, in the last episode, I would need a lot more than just like one or two other people. I feel like I would need at the bare minimum, like what, like a drummer and a bassist. So like two people, I guess. But beyond that, I mean, I would need people running like a merch stand, I feel like, or doing something else. I would need like at least one other person running something else for me. I would like to have another guitar, but because there's not a lot of my songs where it's just like guitar, drums, bass, right? I feel like in order for my songs to sound good, I would need at least one other person playing with us and then maybe another person in the crowd, but it's like I don't I don't have that. I don't know people that would do that. And plus Dexter and Seth I mean, they have lives of their own. Why would they... They don't have the time or money to practice songs with me. Or 
even beyond that, to go on a full-fledged tour with me, to drop everything, to leave their friends and family, um, to come on the road with me for weeks at a time, to play shows and dedicate so much of their time to me, to melodramatic, right, as a band. It, I feel like I would need to know people who... Um, who are willing to do that, who are just like, like, yeah, I'm a bassist, um, I tour with people, I'll tour with you, or just like, have a friend who like, believes in me enough to be like, dude, you have to go out on the road, and you have to do this, um, I will go with you, I believe in your stuff, you know, which not to say my friends don't believe in my stuff, they do, but it's like, and this isn't saying that they don't believe in me enough. I feel like it's edging towards that. But it's like I would feel guilty if they dropped everything and dedicated so much of their time to me. You know what I mean? Like I care about them too much to even let them do that, right? But if it was someone else who, um, I guess, like that's their thing like they tour already a bunch you know like my friends don't tour at all but if if there was somebody who was like yeah i just got off tour with this person i'm i believe in your stuff i'm totally willing to come with you uh and do like a short tour for like a month because dude i love your stuff let's do this you know that i need somebody like that and i don't know how to meet people like that I feel like the easy answer is people would say, you just have to get in the music community and make connections. It's like, bro, how? How? I go to shows all the time. I am just like totally introverted, so I don't really talk to people unless they talk to me. Um, I feel like after the ice is broken, I, I can talk to people, but I just... <coughs> Sorry about that. But I feel like I, it feels so creepy, me just going up to people and talking out of nowhere. I don't know. I can't do it. Um, I don't have the time to go to just small shows and meet people. But I have gone to shows like that. I have gone to smaller shows like that. A lot of them, I feel like. Um, like I went to open mic night at the coffee shop down the street several times. Met nobody. Got nothing got nothing of value out of it really if I'm being honest um, a majority of the music that was played there wasn't even remotely what I would be interested in like collaborating with or like I like all kinds of music but I mean oh, I feel like I just hit the mic um, <laughs> I, I like all kinds of music but there was a guy there that played like a seven minute like Irish jig on an acoustic guitar. And it's like, I can appreciate that, but that's not the kind of person who would, would probably play with me or who I would want to play with because I just was not interested, right? Uh, so it's just so frustrating. It's like... Man, TikTok is like my last resort. I have begun to think maybe I just don't make good music. 
You know, I believe in myself. I believe my ideas are good. But maybe the songs just aren't that good. And my songwriting abilities just aren't good enough to build any kind of audience. Because if they were, something would have happened by now, right? I've been putting stuff out for, like, what... Eight like seven, eight years now. So you would think over that time... I mean, I've put at least one thing out every year. And you would think... If, if I was even remotely like talented with my songwriting, you would think I would have gained something from that. And, and people do tell me they like my stuff, but I mean... Nobody's going to tell you to your face that they don't like your stuff, right? So, this is, this is one thing I've thought over time. is like, try to be completely unbiased. Try to be completely neutral. Take yourself out of your shoes. Um, you, I've gained, like, nothing over my time of putting out so much music, I feel like. That can only mean one thing. That can only mean that the music isn't actually good, Right? Which is so heartbreaking to tell myself. <sighs> but I still like the music. Let, let me just say that. I, I mean, I like it all. I go back and listen to my own music all the time. Because I genuinely like it. But... It's like, if I want to make anything happen, it's gotta be good. So... The only thing I can think is... Try TikTok. This is this is my plan, okay? And we'll I'll update on my plan, I guess, as these episodes go on, but um maybe I will pour a lot of energy into TikTok, okay? That seems to be like my only my last resort at this point of getting my stuff out there. Okay. Cause there's there is truly a fan base for everybody, right? Maybe I just haven't hit that yet. And TikTok might be the best way to do that. And um, if anything, I could gain even a small, small audience on TikTok who believes in me. And then transfer that to real life. Right. If I got enough people that were interested, like this would be so cool. This would be like the dream having somebody DM me on Instagram and say, dude, I love your stuff so much. I've been following you for a while. When are you going to tour? Because I want to see you guys play live so bad. You know, that would be the dream. And when I'd have enough people saying that to me, that's when I would strongly consider like, okay, maybe I will like start actually playing some shows because they're. There are people who want this. Okay. But it's like the guy I went to go see last night, Alex G. I don't think he was even really seeking out like a, a fan base or like gaining any kind of fan base. I think he just made music and put it on Bandcamp. He's one of those like Bandcamp artists who um, got popular off of there, kind of like car seat headrest. 
Um, but I mean, I've put my stuff on Bandcamp for years and nothing's come of it. So I don't know how the hell, I don't know how the fuck you get popular on Bandcamp. It doesn't, doesn't seem like anybody goes to Bandcamp to find new music. Maybe I'm just in the wrong communities, but it's like such a bad way to find new music. It's, it's so, such a janky website. But, I mean, they did it, obviously. Um, but maybe TikTok could be my thing. It, most of the songs that pop off on TikTok are, like, super poppy songs. But granted, those are usually, like, really popping off. Like, millions and millions, like, like Olivia Rodrigo-type musicians. Like, they blast off to the top I don't want to go anywhere near that I think maybe I could do like maybe I could pop off on TikTok but in like a very small way like if I just got like a couple thousand views on some of my videos that I would be satisfied with that as I would I would consider that popping off honestly um in my own way and if I consistently did that over time, I think I could build something, right? And I have enough of a backlog of music that people would be able to go back and listen to my stuff and maybe appreciate it and then want to hear me live. And then when they, when there are enough people that want to hear me live, I play shows live, start making money off that. I won't have to focus so much on making other forms of money like me in college and me just finding a career job. And then I could be possibly signed to a label and get money to live off of and create more music and go on tour with other bands bands that like opening for bands that I love that would be such a big dream oh my god so that okay that is kind of the plan my last resort plan uh that's what I'll call it, my last resort plan. That'll be the name of this of this uh, podcast episode, too. Oh, God. To, to close this out, I will make music for the rest of my life, no matter if this plan fails or is successful to any level. So it's not like I'm going to give up on music. But I think this last resort plan will be what determines if I seek out a career in music any longer. Because I I don't want to be one of those guys in my 50s playing at the state fair with all these other like old guys <laughs> and they're just playing this music like trying to rock out wearing a fedora and sunglasses and a button up shirt it, I don't I don't want to be that so I'm getting to the age now where I feel like if something doesn't happen soon I just need to call it quits on like trying to make it a career and it just exclusively be a hobby right Which is so sad to say, but I just didn't didn't 
didn't get lucky enough. And you can't hold any resentment for that. It's like, I gave it my best shot. So, we'll see what happens. I've got to try my hardest to make it happen. And if it doesn't, so be it. Um, but anyway, going to bring this to a close. I started, started a timer a little bit later. But um, I at least started one, so I know I'm at like 42 minutes on this. So I don't know how long this is going to be, but we'll see. I think that's an appropriate length. I wanted these to be at least like an hour. And let me know in the comments what you guys think about the lighting here. I, I've been thinking about it more, and this might be just like so... Oh, just hit the mic. Um, I, I feel like this might just be so... Weird and so such an eyesore. It's just this hard orange light. Um, I feel like I intentionally did this, by the way, so you could see like the edges of it. I wanted this to be like a golden hour type look, but it's so washed out and orange. I don't know. It might just look bad, which you know, fine. I still just let me know what you guys think. I still think this is better than just having this spotlight off and having it just be the fluorescent light of my room, right? I feel like that would look so tacky. This looks at least a slight step more professional than that. Maybe, but let me, let me know what you guys think. Uh, let me know what you guys think also about, uh, maybe some topic suggestions, stuff I could, uh, talk to you guys about in coming episodes. Um, this one was just kind of debriefing that concert from last night. But uh, I want to talk about other stuff. Um, other stuff that I care about and that you also care about. So let me know in the comments. This has been Wiretap. See you guys in the next one. Wiretap forever. <laughs>